You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome into the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium. My name is Pete Sweeney. I'm the editor-in-chief over at arrowheadpride.com. On Thursday, we were finally able to hear from some Kansas City Chiefs veterans. So in the first half of this podcast, you'll get to hear from tight end Travis Kelsey and safety Tyron Matthew. On the second half, it's linebacker Anthony Hitchens and starting right tackle for your Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Schwartz. We have the timestamps in the description if you want to hear from a player in particular. If not, let's go straight into it. Here is tight end Travis Kelsey. Hey, what's up, Travis? Um, I'm just wondering, obviously, you've been in the facility. We can see you're wearing a mask. So you've seen all the COVID protocols. What are your general thoughts uh, about, you know, being back at camp through what's going on right now and, and how safe do you feel? Um, I'm not going to lie. I, pre- I feel pretty good about the situation we have here in Kansas City. I'm not, everyone's not as um, as fortunate to have uh, the head athletic training staff and all the docs that we do here in Kansas City. Um, I get it. But um, everything that uh, we're checking all the boxes out here in KC, and uh, it's really making us uh, feel at home. And I know it's a, it's a league-wide protocol. So it's, it's not just us. Everybody has to follow these guidelines. And um, I'm just excited to be back in the building with the guys. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Travis. Thanks for doing this, man. I have two dogs fighting. Sorry about that. Um, been a unique offseason, obviously. Haven't been to the facility at all in quite a while. Be back and just focusing on football with your teammates again for the first time in a while. What's your mentality like heading into this camp and this season? Um, yeah, it kind of feels like we're behind uh, We're behind on the, on the, on the eight ball here. Just, uh, just kind of ca- play catch up right now. And um, it's, just, it's just good to be around the guys. I mean, the meeting last night, it was, uh, it was long and insightful and informative. But uh, just the, the, the small locker room talk that we got to have with some of the guys catching up with everybody, it's, uh, you know, it makes you feel at home. It makes you feel like you're, uh, you're back in the, the, in the building again with uh, the guys you went out and won it with last year. So it's, it's definitely a good feeling to be back. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Travis, thanks again for taking some time. Um, I was curious, you're entering your eighth camp here. Um, you've been in the league now a long time. A, what type of, of things do you think that you could still work on to maybe even improve going into this year? And then other question, Blake Bell has moved on. What are some things that maybe you look for in someone who's going to be your number two? Um, well, I'll start with that one first. We have a, we have a great room, and uh, Coach Tom Melvin always gets the guys ready to go. Um, I know he's he's always harping on me to to you know sharpen the tools and 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 get better at your strengths, but also you know the weaknesses. We have to we have to rise to the occasion, and um, definitely uh, it's 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 an all around mentality of of keep learning the offense. Coach Reed is going to do a great job of putting us in a, a situation to succeed, uh, but we got to learn this offense and know it in and out, just like uh, just like he teaches it. So it's um it's definitely a a fun process, but um, getting better is, is, I mean, it's a, it's a year-long thing. It's, it's a career-long thing. You can never be satisfied with where you are. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Travis, how you doing? 
Doing good, Adam. Good. Uh, hey, what does the loss of Larry and of Damian Williams do to the offense? What what kind of loss is this for you guys? Man, it's uh, it hurts, man. It hurts, but at the same time, you can uh, you can obviously respect both of their decisions. Um, love those guys. It doesn't make me uh, feel a grudge about either one of them. Um, I totally respect what they're doing. Um, and you know what? Uh, I think uh, I think Coach Reed uh, Veach. The, the, the front office is going to do an unbelievable job of trying to fill that void. And, and the guys that we have in this locker room um, can fill that void. I, I honestly, I truly believe that uh, we have an unbelievable roster and I, I'm pretty excited to see how this, uh, this group molds together. Let's go to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Travis, hope you're doing well. I know it's been a bit, but uh, when you see the way Arrowhead Stadium set up, you know, we kind of saw it yesterday, the way it was all with the locker rooms being spaced out and everything. Kind of what is your initial reaction to how it's all going to be with this unique training camp? Because you're so used to St. Joe's being around, active with the people, but now it's it's different. It's all you guys. It's enclosed and just the different spacing. What did you think of, of all that? And then I got to ask you about Mahomes and being uh, number four, if you will, in the NFL poll. Um. Well, I did, the NFL poll is what it is. I mean, that that's uh, it's TV land, man. I I don't want to harp on what happens in TV land, but everybody has their opinions and everybody has their uh, their favorites. So it, it is what it is. But I think um, I think like I said earlier, the the Chiefs have done an unbelievable job uh, as an organization getting us set up here uh, around our facilities where we're comfortable, we're we're familiar with it. Um, obviously, I love St. Joe. Uh, to everybody out there, I'm, we're gonna miss you guys this year. Um, and hopefully we can get back out next year. But uh, for, for what we have to set up here in Kansas City uh, at the two facilities, both the stadium and here at the practice facility, I think it's um, uh, it's very safe environment. I feel comfortable as can be going into training camp. Let's go to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hello, Travis. Hello. Just your thoughts on no preseason games. How do you, what will you guys have to do to get ready to start a season when you don't have a dress rehearsal? Um, well, I think, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting transition, especially for the young guys, the guys that haven't had quite the reps, uh, to, to feel out how fast the game is really going to be. Um, but, uh, I think also that coach Reed does an unbelievable job of getting, getting us ready, uh, for our first game. And I, and I think we'll, it'll have to be modified just a little bit, but, uh, but I think coach Reed, I got all the trust in the world and coach Reed and the, and the coaches to get all these guys ready. Uh, for the for that week one opportunity against Houston, and um, yeah, the the biggest thing I think that we're going to miss out on is uh, defensive defensively being able to tackle. Um, you can try and simulate it as much as you can, but until the bullets are flying, you really don't know um, what a guy's going to do instinctually. And uh, I think those are things that you definitely got to build on. And you'll see teams uh, progress a lot further along in the in the season uh, because we're we're kind of catching it later on uh, in, in terms of that learning process. So, Go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Travis. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Andy on, on Saturday had said that, you know, it's going to be up to the players to doing the right things when you leave the building. Curious, you know, what that means to you. And as a veteran of this team, how can you, you know, underscore that message to the young guys? It's accountability. I mean, the guys coming in the office, they know what uh, this team is capable of. Ca they know what this team is capable of. I mean, it shows what we did last year um, and, and who all we got coming back, which means we got just about every single leader that we had in this locker room uh, outside of two that, that um, respectively decided to opt out. I think that we are, um, 
we're as set and ready uh, leadership-wise as, as we've ever been. And um, the tone has to be set and the, and the accountability has to be set uh, amongst all the guys in the locker room to, you know what, there's, there's, there's a virus out here. It's, a, it's, a, it's not something we can play around with. It's something that we have to take serious. Uh, you know, guys are going home to their families. Uh, we have kids and wives and, and, and beautiful families that we have to make sure that we're all being uh, held accountable for. So uh, like Coach Reed said, just, just making sure you're doing the right things for the guys around you. But uh, I don't see much of, a, much of a problem because a lot, of the, a lot of that is already kind of set in the culture that Coach Reed and the, the leaders on this team have set. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Travis, thank you so very much for uh, taking the time to do this. Uh, one, you were instrumental in designing the Super Bowl championship rings. Do you know when you all are going to receive them, if you're going to have like a Washington Nationals type of event in the unveiling of it? And then also, uh, obviously, you see the background behind me. You know, what are your thoughts on the Black Lives Matter? Uh, and, and do you support what, what they have going on? I support without a doubt um, everything that's going on in this, the social justice in this world right now. Um, Black Lives Matter is something that's very personal to me because I have a lot of friends, a lot of family um, that are that that fall into that that world, and it's uh, it's something that I've been very passionate about since I've been in the league, and uh, it's it's almost a responsibility that I take upon myself um, to to show the support and show the the want for change. And um, that being said. Um, I forget the uh, the first question you asked. I apologize. No, no, you're fine. I was asking about you were you were instrumental in the design of the Super Bowl ring. So just wondering, do you know when you all are going to receive them and what type of unveiling you're going to do for it? Um, you know what? I uh, you can say I was instrumental in it, but they they kind of just threw it on the screen, and I was like, oh, that's nice. I would like one of those. Yes, and uh, it was uh, it's 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 a beautiful ring from when I saw it. In terms of how we're going to um receive it or if there's going to be any type of party or whatever it is. Um, I think that's kind of second to everything that's going on right now. I think we're all just focused on uh, trying to go get another one this year and we'll worry about all that when it happens. And just to, just to say something uh, about the Black Lives Matter, that's why I love Kansas City and this organization because uh, Clark Hunt and our, our president, Mark Donovan, have done an unbelievable job of reaching out to the players um, on this team to try and find something that makes sense and, and is meaningful uh, to this community and to the players in this uh, locker room, and I love them for it. All right, guys, we've got three more hands up. We'll make these our final ones. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Trev, I think this is the first time we're going to talk to you since the, the Mahomes contract. I, I just was curious what your reaction to the deal was, and then even though you've been putting up this production even before Mahomes, just how fortunate do you feel to be able to play with him during really both your primes? Um, yeah, I think uh, – I mean, I, I've, I, you, can, you can hype up uh, Mahomes all you want, man. I, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, – that well, let me say this. Let me say. Let me restart that. I uh, obviously I'm a big fan of Pat's. Pat is the unbelievable. I think he's the best player in the National Football League. You can't tell me there's a better quarterback than him. Uh, that's for sure. Um, you can turn on whatever film you want. He's the best player in the National Football League in my mind, and he uh, he led us to a Super Bowl because he is that. Um, I was very fortunate to have a great quarterback in Alex Smith. Uh, I was I've always thought very highly of him. Excited to see what he's got going out in uh, in Washington right now, and. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think moving forward that um, 
when Pat got into got into the huddle, it was just a little bit different, man. And it is what it is. I think he uh, he he brought a different energy, a different style of the game that uh, that even I was a little bit more accustomed to, just going out there and playing ball in the backyard type football. And uh, as he progresses, as he starts to learn more about defenses and and gets into the defensive coordinator's minds, I mean, his game is just going to keep going up and up until probably something that we've never seen before if if what he's doing already isn't something that we've seen before. So I think it's a, it's, it's a fun time to be a Kansas City Chief, and, um, and, and it's because 1-5 is in the building for sure. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Travis. Good to see you. Um, we got to listen to Rick Burkholder a few days ago try to explain the process to us as to what's going on at your guys' facility. I'm just wondering from a player standpoint – uh, how important was it to his, his, hear his direction of what you guys would be doing and just how guys are getting accustomed to the new layout in terms of locker room and then at as many guys as you can try to interact with, even though obviously football is the ultimate team sport? Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest key and the biggest message outside of all the, the – I don't know, the guidelines and the precautions, the safety measures that you have to take in the building is don't, don't get lazy. Don't get comfortable in, in, what, you, in what we're going through right now because that's when it's going to kind of jump at you and, 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 uh, and hurt you. And it is what it is. It's a, it's a virus that, uh, unfortunately, um, we can't control to a certain extent right now. But what we can control is, uh, is, is our actions and, and how we're performing as athletes and what we're doing outside of the building. And we can minimize it as much as we can. And uh, just being accountable um, and not taking it lightly at all and, and, and making sure we're making the right decisions. Okay, let's go to Steve Walls to close out. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Travis. How's it going, man? Steve, what's up, big dog? Not much, man. Uh, you talked about being holding guys accountable, but just how much of it is this really based on trust, knowing that guys are going to do the right thing away from the team? And also, uh, to the people out there that think that they shouldn't wear a mask, what's your message to them so that football can, you know, can, can come back? Um, I think it goes way, way, way beyond football, man. Wearing a mask is, is – is, uh, is if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty, it's life or death for a lot of people. And um, – who's to say who it's, who's safe and who's, um, who's not safe and who's uh, able to get this disease and who's not or how it's, it's such a, it's such a question mark on, on what's going on with this virus right now that, uh, that wearing a mask is the first thing that you can do from saving somebody else from getting it, knowing that you don't know if you have it uh, because of, because of how it's uh how it's been rapidly um, making its way into every single city and every a lot of homes in these communities. So it's um it's just a, it's a scary time. And it, it, if you want to be, I say just wear the mask. I won't get into it too much. Just be safe about it. Wear the mask and and respect the people around you, just as you, as you would if it was your family member or uh, or if it wasn't. Man, act as if you have the virus already, and uh, and I think everybody would just be be fine going from there. Travis, we appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys. Uh, let's get started with Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Ty. What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good. Good, man. Hey, what were your thoughts when you saw that Pat was rated as the fourth best player in the NFL by the players yesterday? I, you know, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, I'm not that surprised. I'm, you know, when you players, are, players are voting for these things. So, and Pat has been, Pat has been, you know, handling his business since he's gotten the league. So, uh, maybe he don't have that many fans uh, in the league, but um, but I'm, I'm sure he's motivated. 
Um, I know a lot of his teammates are motivated as well. We all we all feel like he's not only uh, the best player in the NFL, but one of, one of the one of the best teammates as well. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Tyron. What's up, man? Hey. Um, just wondering, uh, you, you've now been in the facility. You've seen all the health and safety protocols. I know you guys are in a completely different locker room. I wondered if you could just touch on just um, the oddity of the setup and also um, I, I saw that you said you wouldn't blame anyone for opting out. Was, it, was this an easy decision for you to come back or did you really have to weigh some things? Well, I love football, so – you know, it'd be hard to kind of pull me <laughs> away from the game. Um, but uh, I'd probably say this, since, since being in a facility, um, we, you know, we're kind of like in our own bubble, so to say. Um, you know, I feel like Rick and, you know, Chiefs, Mark, Clark, all these people have really, you know, taken the time, you know, and put some money into this to where, you know, you know they're providing us with, with the things we need um, to, to kind of avoid each other um, uh, when we can. Um, so I think and, – and then a lot of this is going to fall on us just being responsible as well you know, once we leave from outside the facility, um, I think that's going to be the big thing, especially with younger guys. Um, so I'm more than sure I'll be preaching that all season, um, just trying to keep everybody, you know, focused. Let's go to Ruth Biggest. Go ahead, Ruth. Hi, Ty. Wanted hey. to um, find out two things real quick. One, where you're at with the whole vote movement that you spoke about earlier and then the second is you're always doing such great stuff in the community wonder you know what you're looking at lay of the land as we move into season yeah well i, f I feel like as far as the voter registration i feel like the conversations you know we've had with, with clark and mark um has been going really well um, i look forward to seeing us um, you know, really begin to impact the community, uh, especially here in Kansas City. Uh, I'd probably say aside from that, you know, my foundation, you know, we've teamed up uh, with When We All Vote, uh, which really is a, just a, a universal program to kind of uh, bring awareness to voter registration, uh, getting people in certain communities um, uh, to, to start voting and trying to make that cool again. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tyron, how you doing, man? Good, good. Hey, I want to follow up on Bob Fesco's first question there uh, on the NFL top 100 list. Obviously, that, that process starts during the regular season. You all get your ballots, and then you turn it in at the end of the year. But what would you do to change that? Because obviously, everyone knows what Lamar Jackson was doing, but I think a lot of that gets lost in, in this voting process. Yeah, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of guys, you know, we don't watch that much TV, so when we do – you know, we can kind of get caught up into whoever, whoever ESPN is saying is, you know, having a really good season. Um, and, you know, to kind of be honest, most of the times when we vote for this is after practice and we don't really want to be there. And so guys are kind of looking at each other, look like, hey, who's having a good season? And so we're just kind of putting names down. Um, I probably say, you know, obviously you want to continue to keep the players involved um, uh, with that. I think it's fun uh, for the game. Um, obviously not everybody likes uh, where they get ranked at. Uh, but I think that's part of it. I probably say I wouldn't change anything about it. I'll just probably get that list to the players before practice. That way they can actually, you know, think about uh, who they're voting for. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Tyron. Um, hey. You've, been, you've been preaching this all off season, but now that you're actually here at the facility, you're at camp, you're with the guys, how do you make sure that guys aren't complacent with winning it all last year, that you guys are, are hungry for another title this year? 
Well, you know, I think it just starts with, you know, obviously guys like Patrick, uh, myself, Frank Clark, you know, just setting the tempo. Um, you know, obviously um, I feel like, you know, I'm extremely motivated. Um, you know, obviously uh, I feel like there's so much more um, that, that we could really achieve um, uh, on, a, on an individual level, uh, on a team level. I feel like defensively, um, you know, we still aren't, you know, talked about in a breath that I would like. So I'm extremely motivated to kind of keep my guys, um, you know, chipping away at it. And, we, you know, we're constantly trying to set a standard um, that, that everybody's going to respect. And um, so I'm hoping we could – I'm hoping the young guys that we added uh, and some of the veterans we've added could kind of, you know, help bring, you know, that swagger to the room. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Tyron. Thanks for doing this, man. Good to see you. Um, I know that because you have children, much like some of the guys who have decided to opt out, you have to put that as part of your equation as to how you're going to handle this when you leave the facility. I just wonder um, what your plan is and what the team has sort of explained to you about how to keep both you and your family safe throughout this process once you leave sort of the Chiefs bubble setup. And then my second question is, um, because of what we saw from a, of a you know, facility setup yesterday, just how interesting is it or how different and unique is it to see sort of the defensive meeting room in the stadium where you guys have to be spread out, but it might be one of the few times you guys can't congregate in some manner this, you know, during this pandemic. Yeah, I think uh, the most important thing, especially once we leave, you know, the building is, is just prioritizing, you know, um, understanding, you know, what's our responsibility, not only to ourselves and to our families, but, but to our teammates. So, you know, obviously you want to, you know, if you have a job and you have the opportunity to go make your money, then you should, you should go do that. But you should go straight home afterwards. You really shouldn't, you know, leave your home, especially without a mask. Um, you definitely shouldn't leave your home to go, you know, congregate with, you know, a lot, lots of people. So um, I probably say that that's the biggest emphasis is to, you know, just, just let's just focus on football. You know, let's just focus on our families and let's try our best to kind of limit, you know, the access you know, we have to, to other people. Um, I'll probably say this, you know, going into the facility, especially the stadium, um, the meeting rooms yesterday, I feel like everything is, um, is where it's supposed to be. I feel comfortable. Um, feel like there's enough space. Uh, you know, obviously, you, know, you kind of get lost looking for people sometimes in a room. But other than that, you know, it's, for me, it's hard to complain. I'm, I'm really, really happy. I'm excited. I feel blessed. I feel fortunate to even to be standing here, to have this job, to be making the money I'm making. So I'm not really in a position to kind of point fingers, tell people this and that. I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant. I'm happy. Grateful. Let's go to Greg Eklund. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, Tyron. How you doing? Um, I wanted to uh, uh, ask you because before you came to Kansas City, you were with Houston and everything in the opener. That's the target. Houston is the opener. And do you sense be from being there and being in Kansas City now and from the two meetings last season that this is kind of a, a rivalry that's shaping up much in the way that uh, the Colts and the Patriots had through the years? Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I spent the season with, you know, Deshaun Watson and, you know, I feel like, you know, being with Patrick last season, both of those guys are pretty, pretty similar into what they bring to their team. You know, obviously both of them are the franchise guys and both of them are highly competitive. They come in the building with the right spirit, the right attitude. They work the right way. And um, obviously they, they have the talent to, to lead a, a football club. And I think anytime you have two, two guys like that in that position, um, 
in the same conference, uh, you know, it's going to be special, especially once you talk about getting into playoff football and championship football. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind playing against Deshaun Watson in, in big games. I um, feel like he's one of those players that, that brings it out of you. He makes you prepare the right way. And uh, I'm sure Patrick does that as well for a lot of people. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, thanks, Darren, for taking some time with us. Um, I just have two quick ones. First, going back to the NFL Top 100, um, even in the All-Pro list, you ended up taking what was a, a four-year break. And I just was wondering, do you think that there was anything different that happened with you last year that led to this elite level of play, like something that you could zone in on? And then my second one was, what are your expectations for Juan Thornhill, who's your running mate now in his return this year? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not sure, you know, you know, for one, I, I find any little reason to motivate myself. I can tell myself anything and spin it in my head anyway. Um, so, you know, I don't really care too much about the one, top 100 unless I make myself care. Um, I'm highly motivated to, to prove to everybody that I'm one of the best, you know, players in this game. Um, and I still have that motivation. Um, I'll probably say my, you know, my hope for Juan is that, you know, obviously he take it easy. You know, he don't put any you know, extra stress on himself. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he plays for a good football team and um, I, I think we have the ability to, to play late into the season. Um, I think him being a young guy, you know, I think the most important thing for him is his help, you know. So um, as long as he could kind of keep that in front of him, you know, being anxious to play, um, I think he'll, all, he'll make the right decisions. I feel like Rick and his staff are, they're pretty transparent. They're, they're probably the best in the business uh, when you talk about coming back from injuries and whatnot. So, um, I know he'll be ready to roll, but obviously you don't want him to feel like he has to put too much pressure on himself early on. All right, guys, I know we've still got a lot of hands up. We're going to do a few more. Uh, let's go to Breland. Go ahead, Breland. Aaron, um, you kind of touched it on Twitter already uh, about the NFL and NFLPA agreeing to limit player activity outside of work. Um, how does this affect your team bonding and, and building that team chemistry? Because I know that's so vital for you guys. Yeah, it's going to be tough, you know, um, especially last season. You know, I used to try to have the guys over every week, um, just watch football, kind of interact, you know, get to know each other outside the game. I just feel like that's so um, fundamental into, you know, playing hard for the person next to you. So um, obviously I feel like we're going to have to find some ways to, Maybe we'll get in groups of five and space out, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but um, I mean, I feel like that was something that, that really brought us close together, especially as the season went along. And obviously, it'll be, a, it'll, be a big, it'll be a big adjustment. It'll be a big transition not having that. We just have to find other ways to kind of get it out of each other. All right, we're going to go to Steve, and then we're going to go to Adam to close it out. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Hey, good. Hey, you, you've been, you're always giving back to the various communities, whether it's Kansas City or your home state in Louisiana. Uh, during this pandemic, you've been virtually mentoring uh, at-risk at youth to curb the violence in Louisiana. Can you speak about that and how that partnership came about? Yeah, it's been, um, that has actually been pretty cool, man, to, to partner with the Truce Program, who, who already does a lot of work um, in the inner cities in Louisiana, uh, especially with, with violent kids, kids that, you know, have behavioral issues. And um, so for me, it's just me being an outlet for them. Um, and I was grateful for the opportunity to partner with Truce. Um, a lot of these kids, they know me. Um, and for them, they, they've been able to kind of see my whole life kind of grow up right in front of their eyes. So they know that it's possible. 
Um, and I think for me, it's just about, you know, sharing my experiences with them. I come from the same place as them. I've made some of the same mistakes they made. Um, I think they, they don't have enough people in their life telling them that they can do something. And um, I think, you know, I just want to be one of those people. So um, I'm looking forward to continuing to, to, to have that program and also getting more kids to, to register us and, and join. Okay, go ahead, Adam. Close us out. Hey, Tyron, just wanted to ask you about this upcoming season. We just heard Travis uh, Kelsey say that he kind of feels like uh, the team's a little bit behind the eight ball with just the limitations on, on what you guys have been able to do. For you personally, as a leader on the team, how important is it to make sure that you bring along these young guys to help them get ready for uh, the season and, and, and for this, this offseason? What did you have to do to really make sure that you came in in shape and, and ready to go? Yeah, I think, you know, the most important thing, you know, especially me, uh, you know, in my group, I, I have a, a lot of young guys in my group. Um, so I'm always trying to lead them the right way, obviously trying to set the right examples for them. Um, you know, we've been already having certain conversations about this season and how tough it's going to be and how long it may feel. And um, I, I think it's going to be important for us to continue to lean on each other um, for, for positive spirit, for positive confidence. Um, and, you know, not really – you know, get sidetracked. I think the most important thing is team right now. Um, and obviously outside of that, um, taking care of your families. Tyron, we appreciate you very much. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Back here on Arrowhead Prides from the podium, we continue on with linebacker Anthony Hitchens. Let's start with Miss Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hi there, Hitch. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Just fine. One of the things I'm interested in is how does a defense prepare for a season when you're not going to have the opportunities to really get those hits in in a preseason dress rehearsal? Do you have other ways that you can feel you can get ready for a season? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, being on in my year seven now, there's there's a lot of different ways you can get ready for a game without just throwing your body and hitting people in practice. And uh, it starts in the meeting room. You can get a lot out of a meeting room, uh, walkthroughs, uh, just repetition. That's how we got better last year. We, we, got, we got to practice early, did more walkthroughs. You can see a lot in slow motion. You don't have to be going 100 miles per hour, you know, to get better. And I think that's what we did last year because we took the pads off early, but we all got better as a team. So uh, Coach Reed's doing a good job of uh, putting our schedule together and, you know, getting us ready. Uh, he's been around for a long time, so we're just going to listen to him and, you know, go from there. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. 
Anthony, as, as one of the kind of the veterans on this team and, and one of the leaders on this team, you know, obviously you have a bigger role than some. And Coach Reed has spoke about, you know, taking care of business away from the facility. But what are you guys as player leaders telling the other players about the way that they need to act once you guys all leave the facility and go home for the night? Yeah, uh, we just telling all the young guys, uh, you know, just be smart. Um, it's, it's not it's not about you. It's, it's about the team. Uh, you know, a lot of us has families and wives and kids. And uh, it, it, if you go out and do something that's, you know, you're not supposed to, you can affect, you know, uh, other people's families. And we have a lot of good people here. Uh, Beach and Coach Reed and them did a good job. We get a lot of good guys here. So uh, I got all the confidence in the world that everybody go home and uh, be smart and just get ready to work, you know, lock in for, you know, these seven, six to seven more months straight. And, you know, let's play ball and let's play it safe. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing? Good, thanks. Hey, you talked earlier about um, there are ways to, to improve even without even having missed out on so much practice so far. But you're a veteran guy. You've been here a couple years with the Cowboys a few years before that. You, you've kind of been through this. You know what it's like to get ready. What advice would you have for a guy like a young guy like Willie Gay in preparing for a season when he's kind of starting from scratch completely? Yeah, I already talked to him plenty of times. Uh, just get in your playbook. Uh, so when, when you get out there, you don't see it already. Uh, you visualize it, watch film. We got so much film on our iPads. Uh, you can you can watch so many tapes from years past. Even when Spags was back with the Giants, we got tape on that. So, uh, yeah, you just got to watch film. And you got to do the other things. You got to do everything possible that you can do without running out there and, and hitting people and getting the physical reps. So, uh, me being a vet, uh, I'm just trying to take everybody under my wing and show them there's other ways to get better. And then once you get out there on that field, it's like you've seen it already. I've seen that on film. Uh, I already walked through this. Uh, you know, I, I've seen this in the classroom already. So there's other ways to get better. And we have, we have a lot of vets on this team. So uh, we, we, we got to use that as an advantage and, you know, just bring the, the young guys along. Well, Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Hitch. Hope all is well, man. Um, just just based on your, your, your tweet on social media when it was announced that um, – you guys at least were for sure going to be coming back to training camp. You expressed some concerns over COVID. Can you kind of outline those concerns? And I wondered if you wrestled with opting out at all or if this was an easy decision to come back. And then, Brad, if you don't mind, I'll have a quick follow-up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like everybody else, uh, we just wanted to be safe. Uh, I have a 14-month-year-old uh, at home. I have a wife, uh, and I just wanted to be safe. Uh, and I feel like Rick and the staff did an amazing job. Uh, our, our facility, uh, uh, spacing everybody out, the meetings, different spots at different times, uh, our masks, uh, all types of stuff. So I just wanted to be safe, uh, just like everybody else. And it's not just me. Uh, I just happened to, you know, speak my mind at the time. Um, yeah, I just wanted to be safe. And I think we're doing what's best, you know, for the Chiefs and for the NFL and for everybody's families. And no, I never thought about up and out. I just wanted to be safe. You got my follow-up in there, too. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Anthony. Um, you know, football is obviously, you know, a team sport. You guys have, you know, a little bit more challenges from a people number count more so than other sports that are, you know, obviously restarting. Uh, I just wonder for you, because you're – you've been at home for much of this off season. You haven't seen the guys. Obviously we haven't gone through a usual um, off season. Just what was the feeling in the atmosphere once 
guys got back together in the facility and they were obviously going to, you guys are going to encounter together your sort of your new reality. Just what is the chemistry and the camaraderie been like seeing guys now after just doing so many Zoom uh, OTAs over the summer? Yeah, it's a good feeling uh, seeing everybody there, everyone smiling. Too, too, I mean, we can't get too close, so we, you know, we high five in the air and dap in the air and stuff like that, and um, we just trying to be responsible on that end. But it's a good feeling getting everybody back in the same building. Uh, you know, we're using the stadium right now; we're spaced out, but just to have everybody in one building and uh, going through meetings tonight, we got more meetings, and you know, just to get, just to get it going, you know, just putting our foot in the door. It's it's, it's an amazing feeling. You know, it's, it's feel like it's been, you know, so long, and I'm just ready to get rolling in the safest way possible. Let's go to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Anthony. Uh, kind of following along with Sam asked earlier, uh, you did mention the fact that you have a child and a wife that you want to keep safe, but around this area, a lot of kids are trying to get back to school. What are your kind of thoughts and opinions on kids going back to school? Do you feel like it could be safe because not everybody has the advantages that you have as professional football players in the facilities that you have at Arrowhead? So just kind of overall, what's your thought on that process? Yeah, yeah. Uh... See, I, I mean, I really don't know. I don't know the size of the schools and stuff around here. And uh, I, I feel like it, it, it can be done. Uh, it'll, it'll be a little harder because of the funds and, and things like that. But uh, I think it can be done. Uh, uh, same thing, how we wear masks. I think the uh, kids should wear masks as well. Stay, you know, get, keep their distance. Uh, most classrooms are big enough to spread the desks out and things like that. And uh, it'll be tough. Um, and, it's, and it's a very touching subject because some people can't stay at home. Some people need jobs. Some people need money. And so uh, that's a very touching uh, subject. But uh, I, I think it's, it, it could be done. And I'm sure it's going to be some you know, trial and error with that as well. All right, guys, we've got four hands up left. We're going to go right down the line here. So, Darren, you were up first. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I'm sorry. Um, so my question for you is obviously with the with the Black Lives Matter movement, and I know uh, seems that you probably will be involved with Patrick and uh, and Tyron. How important do you believe it is to make sure that that the voting and the registration that they do happens in the third and fifth district here in Kansas City because it's most needed here versus the other surrounding areas here in Kansas City. Yeah, I, th I think it's very important. I'm, I'm definitely on uh, that side with, with Pat and all the vets on the team and our, our coaches and our, our, our GM of each and uh, everyone's doing a good job of uh, getting a set in the community and, and, and getting in detail and try to help people vote and register to vote. Uh, and anytime we come up with any ideas, I'm all for it. And, uh, you know, we got to start somewhere and we, we're going to start here in, uh, you know, Kansas City and, and hopefully it reaches out to uh, the Missouri side and uh, all the states across the world. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Hitch. Um, you mentioned how good this defense was down the stretch last year. Just what gives you confidence in this group that you guys can get ready and, and be ready week one to be one of the best defenses in the NFL right from uh, week one? Yeah, uh, I just think we got a build from what we did uh, at the end of last year. And we got a lot of guys returning. Uh, I mean, that's not promising anything, but uh, we, we know how to win. And we, we felt that, that, that joy of, you know, uh, beating people and playing good defense and not winning 50 to 51, you know, and actually beating people. So uh, that feeling is none other, especially after the Super Bowl. So, I mean, we got fired. Like, we're, we're, we're just getting started. And that's the best thing about this team is where we're, we're not satisfied at all. So I just think we all have that mindset. And with, the, the, you know, Coach Reed as our leader, and, you know, the sky's the limit. Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Anthony, thank you for taking some time with us. Uh, I was curious, now that Damien has opted out, Clyde projects to be the guy, no preseason games, so he's going to have to get ready at camp. Uh, you've been in the league a lot of years. From your mind, mindset, defensive mind, wrapping your head around it, what's going to be the toughest part about defending Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Yeah, I mean, he's an all-around back. Uh, our job is to get him ready for week one as a defense, uh, show him different looks, uh, you know, practice hard, try to strip the ball out, uh, make have some tight coverage on them and and I think we have a lot of veterans that's just going to do that so uh you can get ready in week one by practicing especially uh, at this tempo and this speed that coach Reed presents to us so uh I'm more than confident he'll be ready by week one and uh who who was you know playing running back position with them and uh yeah he, I, I think um uh, like I well I know if you could show up to practice and you practice hard you will be ready by week one. You have no choice. Uh, if you either keep up or you fall behind here. So uh, looking forward to it. Go to Bob Fesco to close this out. Go ahead, Bob. Anthony, just kind of two-parter here, but one more about the COVID thing. How much did the Marlins situation and their, you know, mess up affect you guys and, and what they did as a learning experience for you guys? And also, can you believe Pat was the fourth best player in the NFL and not number one? Uh, yeah, with the Marlins, um, I mean, it's 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 gonna it's gonna happen. Uh, you just try to prevent it. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure the whole details of how it happened and stuff like that. I just think uh, guys got to just be more safe. Um, uh, we all test tested. We got I think 14 straight days or something like that. We have to test and uh, just got to be safe. Uh, one 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 bad act can you know ruin you know a season or a team or so. When you're going out there and and, and trying to do things that's not you know in the bubble or, you know, or at the complex or at home, you can affect everybody. So I just think people need to just be smart and, you know, this is, this is all we got right now. So we have to, you know, take advantage of it. And uh, with Pat, uh, my eyes, he's the best player in the league. Uh, but I mean, I'm not voting. Uh, and I know Pat, he, he's just going to get better and better. So uh, that's just more motivation for him. Uh which I don't think he need anymore. But, uh, yeah, man, he, he's definitely the best player in the league in my eyes. And, you know, he's young and he's just going to keep growing. Hitch, we appreciate you taking the time today, man. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. All right. See you guys. Uh, hey, Mitch, how you doing today? Good, how are you? Good, thanks. A um, couple things. First, I was wondering whether you had a chance to talk to Larry and maybe you can, if you can convey, if you have, maybe you can convey some of the, the difficulty, that, how difficult that decision was for him. And also with him out, you're going to be playing next to a new right guard. Just what, what are your thoughts on that process? And particularly without OTAs and, and a real full training camp, what that process might be like this year? Yeah, I mean, he's he's already put out a statement and talked about how difficult it was. I mean, we know how much he cares about football and being here. So for him to be able to uh, make that decision and, you know, choose that, we know how difficult that was. So he's already covered that. Uh, you know, anything we've talked about is between us. Uh, in terms of, you know, new guys, you know, we've got guys who have been here. We've got a couple new guys. Um, that's something that, you know, I think Coach Heck has always been, you know, extremely good with uh, in terms of moving people around and making sure that uh, throughout training camp and, you know, throughout the practice times, he's cross-training as many people as possible so that uh, when you inevitably do have guys get hurt or things happen, uh, you know, you're not playing next to someone that you never played next to before. So uh, even if it's, you know, drill to drill, you know, guys, it doesn't really matter where you line up. Uh, you just kind of get a feel for who's next to you. So we've got a lot of really good players 
players. I mean, you know, I think our offensive line is going to be awesome this year, and uh, it's just nice to, you know, kind of get back into the normal swing of things. Let's go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Mitch. Hope you're doing well. Um, Coach Reed on Saturday talked about just the fact that the personal responsibility that players have once they leave the facility is just going to be just as important. Curious, you know, as a veteran on this team, you know, what have you and guys like Patrick has been the message to the younger players as far as what they've got to do when they're not there in the building? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to control that, obviously. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you go through the meetings and as you kind of see the steps that have to happen in terms of if a guy gets COVID, um, you know, all of a sudden all the people that he's potentially been around need to quarantine for a little bit of time. And so one guy testing positive could have this huge, you know, spill off where, you know, a certain amount of people then have to go away for five days. And, you know, there's all these kind of steps in the, in the, in the process that you realize like, Hey, you know, one single test could really uh, have an effect on multiple weeks for our football team, uh, especially once we get into season. So, uh, you know, I think that was the biggest thing that, that people kind of realized, you know, it's not, Oh, I have it. I got to stay out for two weeks. You know, that sucks, but it's going to be okay. It's, Oh, I have it. These other people could be affected. And now it's kind of this debilitating thing that, uh, I mean, we see with the Marlins, you know, a couple guys get it and then the whole team gets it. So I think we all, you know, realize how important it is. Uh, so obviously can take a lot of, you know, self-discipline to make sure we're, uh, doing our thing away from the building. Cause I mean, in the building, it's honestly easier than anything else. I mean, uh, you see signs everywhere. Everyone else is wearing masks. There's disinfectant everywhere. Um, you know, these guys have done such a great job of setting us up for uh, success here. Uh, it's going to take that kind of discipline away from the building. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Mitch. Thanks for taking some time. Uh, Joey Bosa just signed a contract extension. This is one of your rivals each and every year. I see him twice a year. I was just curious, him in particular, what makes him unique and, and what goes into your preparation when, when it does come time for, for Bosa week? <laughs> um, and the preparation is just a lot of panic that week and <laughs> kind of calm your stress down, but he's just, you know, incredibly well-rounded. I mean, he, you know, there are guys that, that have a plan in terms of they want to attack you this way and they study you and all that. And there's guys who are instinctive and he really combines the two of them. You know, he uh, has a plan and he knows how he wants to attack you. He knows what's going to work. And then, you know, the second you overset, he goes inside or uh, the second you set too far on your heels, he feels that he bull rushes you. So, uh, you know, it's really difficult. There's, there's not much you can do. I mean, you just got to try to kind of battle and hope the ball's out. Um, you know, he's, he's able to do anything and, and either run or pass. And so that's, you know, something that uh, that's why, you know, he's the highest paid guy in football on, on the defensive side. And, you know, it's, it's very well deserved. Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Mitch, I want to ask you about some of the newer guys on the offensive line. I don't know if you know too much about it, but Assimile and Rimmers, and along with uh, Martinez Rankin coming back. I know that you guys have always mentioned that, you know, kind of getting your time right and spacing right is kind of the big things that you work on before camp. How are you going to be able to try to work on those things with kind of a new group kind of being meshed together? Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily get the feel for things until you're in pads anyway. And, you know, for the most part, we have, I'm pretty sure, about as many pad practices as we normally would. So, um, you know, they might not all be the same length as they used to be, you know, whether that's COVID or new CBA rules. But I think we're going to have a pretty good amount of practice. And, you know, honestly, the older guys are and the more they played, I think the easier it is to kind of mesh them together. Um, you know, obviously, KO's had an awesome career. Rembrandt's has had a really good career too. And so, you know, those are guys who understand fits and understand how to play together with people next to people. Um, so that's something, you know, I'm not too worried about. And then, 
Yeah, I mean, Rank, he, he played great last year. You know, I was, I was really excited to see him keep progressing. You know, it was a bummer. I guess my injury kind of made him get, get hurt as well because he had to move to right tackle. But, um, yeah, I hope to see him healthy. You know, I don't know exactly what his status is going to be. But, uh, you know, I know he played really well last year and, you know, just excited to, you know, keep seeing that growth. And I think we've seen him in – Offensive linemen get injured every year. You know, it could be one, it could be five. And, you know, they've always had really good depth here, and that's what has been able to, you know, keep us um, sustaining success. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Mitch, you, you mentioned the Marlins, and, and I know it's another sport, but you brought it up and we talked with Hitch about it as well. When you see something like that happen in another sport, how big a, a, a kind of a wake-up call maybe is it for, for everybody else in professional sports when you see that one team could bring down maybe an entire league just based on the fact that they may not have done what they were supposed to be doing away from the facility? And how do you relay that message as a veteran leader to those younger guys in the locker room that may you know not have families or anybody else at home? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just seeing what's going on and, you know, making sure guys are doing the right thing. I mean, if you see someone, you know, it's easy when you're at the, the meal room, you know, you take your mask off, you're eating, you get up to go get a water. I mean, you're used to that, but that's a time where, you know, you got to remember to put your mask back on because you're going to come in close contact with other people. So things like that, you know, you see things, hey, just make sure you're doing this. And then, you know, ideally, you know, we're here for however many hours a day. You just get so used to it that that's kind of what happens at home. Um you know, we've always had, you know, football being, you know, the last sport to finish and, you know, kind of the first one to start back up with the, with the COVID. We've obviously had the most time to try to learn from other sports, you know, see what they're doing. Obviously, they, they got delayed and didn't start till this month anyway. But uh, we have the benefit of, you know, seeing what's going on, you know, potentially learning from their mistakes. Um, so we just got to, you know, kind of keep that practice going. And, yeah, I mean, just realizing, especially, you know, baseball is 25 guys, basketball is 12 guys, and we're on a much larger scale. So, uh, you know, that first domino can affect, you know, a lot more than, um, you know, the other sports. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Mitch. Good to see you again. Um, I have two questions for you. Uh, on the football side, I know you guys have to keep uh, a ton of awareness and obviously accountability and sustaining it in terms of the coronavirus and obviously – uh, trying to keep everybody healthy when you guys do have practice and when you guys do put on the pads because there's been so much time off between now and the Super Bowl what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for maybe you and the team as a whole when you guys do get to practice and then secondly because of all the arrangements that have been put in place to keep you guys as healthy as possible was there anything that you saw when you first got into the facility that maybe surprised you or you weren't prepared for that you think will ultimately lead to success in keeping guys healthy? Uh, to the first question, I mean, you're always worried about change of direction stuff. You know, that's something that, um, you know, I think Coach and, and Rick and, and those guys have a good plan for. Um, you know, you can be in good shape or great shape, but you're, you're ne never really in football shape until you're uh, playing football. So that's something that you kind of get into football shape in a, a lesser degree during OTAs. So uh, we have to catch back up a little bit on that. And I know the schedule allows us a few of those types of practices, you know, before camps. And I think pretty sure like the first pad of practice is only an hour and a half. And then there's like a 15 minute kind of ramp period. So, you know, typically you'd show up, you'd run a conditioning test, you'd have two, you know, kind of lighter practices, and then you'd be potentially in like a three-hour pattern practice. And, you know, now we've got two and a half weeks until we practice or whatever it is, and then that first practice is only an hour and a half. So I think the ramp up is going to be, you know, a, a really uh, good thing for us. And, you know, I know Rick's always, you know, kind of cutting edge in terms of the science and, and knowing what we need. Uh, to the other question, I mean, 
when you go in the locker room and you see all the, you know, the glass, you know, spacers, I think that's probably the biggest thing that, you know, hits you. Um, you know, we've had the, the lockers have to be spread out and all this, but then you actually literally see all these glass dividers and it's going to be kind of funny to see people try to change and maneuver in them because for the big guys, it's, it's not the most space in the world. But I think, you know, that, again, that's kind of the, just the stark reminder that's going to be there every day of, you know, how important it is and uh, how important, you know, physical space is. All right, guys, we've got two hands up. Let's go to Amanda, and we'll close it out with Bob. Go ahead, Amanda. Yeah, um, I was just wondering what it's been like for you to see Alex Smith make his comeback. And, um, I mean, he, he was a former teammate of yours, so what's it just been like to see him come back in Washington? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I don't really like watching injury stuff, so I wasn't really able to watch the, the E60 thing because – I don't, you know, like seeing visuals like that. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really impressive that he's gotten all the way back. And, you know, I don't know exactly. I think originally it was reported he was all the way back and then he's on pup. I'm not sure what the official status is, but the fact that he's back to this point and, you know, potentially going to be ready to play an NFL season is uh, obviously incredible. I mean, we all know the kind of worker he is and the kind of guy he is. I mean, the past couple of years we've heard Pat talk about that and how much, you know, his career has been shaped by Alex. So it doesn't really surprise any of us that, you know, he's gotten himself back to this point. And, um, you know, when he puts something in his head and he wants to challenge himself, you know, we've seen it time and time again, he's going to do it. I mean, that last season here, uh, you know, he was the best downfield passer in the NFL, you know, according to the stats. And that was, you know, the thing that everyone kind of bashed him for. So he put that in his head. He made it happen. Um, so it's definitely not a surprise. And it's, you know, obviously really great to see him and that he's healthy enough to be able to play football again. Let's go to Bob Fesco to close this out. Go ahead, Bob. Mitch, you jokingly, and or maybe not jokingly, said panic for Bosa week. What do you think the feeling is in the other locker rooms when they have to prepare for Mahomes week? <laughs> um, I would imagine pretty similar. Uh, you know, there's talking about another guy that knows what to do on the script and also can just freelance off script. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice having him on our side. That's for sure. Um, you know, just incredible. I mean, obviously the contract is more than justified and, uh, you know, it's exciting to, to know that he's going to be here for forever. And obviously the, you know, the Royals ownership stake and, you know, I think it just, it just keeps cementing himself into the city. I mean, there's a pretty special connection between, you know, him and the city just being, I think when I first got here, I mean, someone said the last, you know, home ground Chiefs quarterback to you know, win X number of games or win a playoff game or something had been over 30 years. And so, you know, Kansas City drafted Pat. He's the guy. He's homegrown, best quarterback in the NFL, all those things. Um, you know, you know, hopefully he's got 15 or 20 years left. So it's, uh, it's going to be really fun to see. And uh, I'll be long gone by the time he's in his late 30s. But uh, I'll, be, I'll be rooting him on. <laughs> well, Mitchell, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for the time today. Thank you, guys. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.